Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is yet another free agency grade podcast. We break down all eight divisions with grades for each team. And this is the NFC West free agency grade show and opening day. Football's a little ways off. Baseball, it's here, baby. Opening day for MLB is Thursday, April 1st. And if you need last minute fantasy baseball prep, make sure to listen to fantasy baseball today in five with Frank Stanfield, Scott White. Oh, friend of the podcast, Frank Stanfield, Scott White and Chris Towers. It's the best way to stay up to date on the biggest news items in fantasy baseball in five minutes or less. Download and follow anywhere you listen to this podcast. Joining me to break down the NFC West to give out some grades. The one, the only, uh, the host of the schedule. Reaction show in that you can find in our feed. My good friend, Ryan Wilson. What's up, buddy? Yeah, Breach tried to host that show, and I was like, yeah, you can. And he was like, no, nah, you shouldn't host it, uh, Breach. <laughs> he very <laughs> politely. Was there, there was a, rap, a power struggle on who was going to host? No, Breach is like, so are you going to do it or am I going to do it? And I said, you can do it if you want, Breach. And, and he was like, uh, Wilson, why don't you just start and then let him get right into it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hosting is kind of a pain. Ah, I mean, I'm sure if I can do it, anyone can do it. But um, clearly, I, mean, I can do it. Anyone can do it. That's clearly, Debo doesn't think breach is capable. Which, in retrospect, he's probably right. Yeah, he's probably correct. Uh, let's talk about the Rams. My my Rams, uh, they made some big moves this offseason. One in particular, they trade for Matthew Stafford, swapping Stafford, swapping Jared Goff out, bringing Matthew Stafford in. They also added Deshaun Jackson and managed to lock up. Pass rusher Leonard Floyd. They did lose some players though, and really a lot of notable names, including, uh, obviously Jared Goff. Michael Brockers joined him in Detroit as well. And then three kind of underrated key players on defense, John Johnson, Samson Ibicom, and Troy Hill. They also saw Gerald Everett leave town, the, uh, one of their two tight ends along with Tyler Higby and Malcolm Brown, one of their running backs in a stable of backs. Uh, despite those losses though, I think there's reason to be optimistic for their offseason. What would, what grade would you give them, Wilson? So you mentioned, uh, Malcolm Brown. Did you mention, you mentioned Josh Reynolds. Did you mention Michael Brockers? I did mention Michael Brockers. Oh, okay. You got them all. You hit the highlights. I was sort of surprised that you actually mentioned Jerry Goff. I don't know. Uh, yes, he's gone, but I don't know if that's a, it's certainly not a net loss. So what grade? So look, I'm going to give them like a B plus because they had no draft picks to work with, not very much in the way of salary cap space. They still got uh, a top seven quarterback who is going to be like a top two quarterback in that system with Sean McVay. Uh, yes, they lost some playmakers, but I feel like uh, on offense, um, Gerald Everett, they still have, uh, what's, what's the, there are the tight end, the remaining tight end. Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby, thank you. I want to call him Austin Hooper. That's clearly not right. They still have, uh, Tyler Higby. Yes, Josh Reynolds is, is gone, but they still have two or three really good wide receivers. Uh, so I'm going to go B plus, And I even think 
the the defenses, even with, with the loss of Josh Johnson, will still be playing at a very high level. Yeah, I mean, I would even go as far as to say A minus or even an A. And I understand that you know they lost the players, and that sort of comes with the territory of. Um, you know, what happens when you're using, when you have 182, 180, 187 million dollars to work with in terms of cap space and t- almost 25 million dollars of that is being allocated to a quarterback who is not on your roster. The two biggest dead cap hits, I believe, in NFL history are happening this upcoming season with Carson Wentz and, and Jared Goff Wentz, uh, a whopping 33.8 million dollars of the Eagles cap and he won't be there. Jared Goff 24.7 for the Los Angeles Rams. But to me, the upgrade from Goff to Matthew Stafford, just in terms of what Sean McVay wants to do to be more aggressive down the field, to be more explosive in the passing game, to utilize bootlegs, play action, et cetera, et cetera, uh, more frequently. I mean, Matthew Stafford's just a massive upgrade in all of those areas over Jared Goff, who was a Pro Bowl quarterback with Sean McVay for several years. But, you know, we talk about like, and we'll talk about the 49ers in a second. I mean, the way that, you know, the way that they operated with Jared Goff when he was playing well was like Sean McVay was treating him like a joystick, right? And uh, that's the phrase that Daniel, I heard Daniel Jeremiah used with Kyle Shanahan and his desire to maybe bring in Mac Jones. Um, what does that what mean? That? What's that like? Basically, like you're, you're, it's like you're playing Madden. As gotcha. the coach, you know, like you're, you're telling like somebody who will, uh, who's almost function the way exact way that you want them to. And that's what Jared Goff is doing. Do recent video game tab joysticks. That's Atari 2600 joystick. Uh, we call them the sticks. Oh yeah. Okay. Control. All right. Fair enough. Um, but the, uh, but no, not really. But I mean, like, I think Stafford is going to potentially unlock Sean McVay's offense even more than what we've seen. And if this offensive line can protect for him and get 16 games, keep him healthy and get 16 games out of him. I don't see why this can't be the best offense in professional football. I mean, I, there's a lot of ways that it could go wrong. Don't get me, you know, of course, but Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, and Matthew Stafford. Like that's cooking with freaking gas. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. And Daryl Henderson. Yeah. And then defensively, you know, I think this is where you worry a little bit because they, they did lose Brandon Staley this offseason. He did a great job last year with the defense. Um, and you know, they're going to be just one year in the job though. I mean, they were good with, um, Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips too. And, and Raheem Morris is a, is a high end defensive coordinator and he's got plenty to work with, but they are, you know, with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd, of course. Um, but you know, they're, they're missing a few players. The offense, I think is going to have to carry this team, but if the Stafford trade works out the way that they think it's going to work out, then I don't think that'll be a problem. So I, I'm yeah. with you. I think, uh, I think, I even think a B plus might be too low. They've done a lot with a little. I'll get that's no yeah. noted. I just wish they had more to work with in terms of money and or cap space. Uh, yeah. Graphics. And you know, I mean, worth it worth pointing out too, like uh, Cody Benjamin and I were discussing on the NFC South podcast. Like I said about the Saints, I mean, you know, you don't, you don't give your credit, you don't give your son credit for cleaning up a big puddle of milk on the kitchen floor, right? <laughs> like you made the mess in the first place. You know what I mean? Like the Rams made the mess themselves. So, you know, like, so we shouldn't, you know, we don't want to give them too much credit for making, uh, for doing what they did with less space to work with because you're muted, but they had the less space because Sorry, I had to cough. So two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey, two first-round picks for Stafford. Was there another first-round pick they traded his way away as well in the course of the McVay era? Is that it? I think that's 
it, but it feels like there was one more. There's like one more that snuck in there. But in any case, that's right. So that's the milk. Yep. Uh, Seattle Seahawks have been in the news big time because Russell Wilson is not happy. And they did, uh, I guess, their best to try and appease the quarterback, bringing in Gabe Jackson from the Raiders. They also got Gerald wait, 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 wait. That's That's their best? <laughs> uh, Kelly Witherspoon, and they retained Carlos Dunlap and Chris Carson. But they did lose plenty of players. Um, you know, I, I don't know that you would necessarily call them – cornerstone pieces, but Shaq Griffin was their best cornerback. Uh, Jacob Hollister, an underrated tight end. Carlos Hyde and David Moore just always seem to pop up and catch a random touchdown here and there. And Philip Dorsett, what grade would you give the Seattle Seahawks? And your guy, Greg Olson, retired as well. Ah, good point. So there's that. So, look, they were supposed to – well, they weren't supposed to. Russell Wilson made it known that he feels like he takes too many hits. So they need to protect him. I don't know if Gabe Jackson – and Ethan Pochett's being re-signed magically fixes all that. I guess it's a step in the right direction. The problem is they don't have very many much in the way of draft picks. So I don't know if a lot's going to change. So they haven't done a whole bunch. I'll give them a C for being average, maybe even lean towards C- minus because they didn't address Russell Wilson's, Wilson's biggest concern in terms of keeping him upright. So is Schottenheimer still – he's not yeah, still the OC, no, no, no. right? Who's the they, OC? They brought in Shane Waldron from the Rams. So maybe – you know, that makes things more let Russ cook feel like, but I, you know, it, Russ was cooking towards the last quarter of the season and he kept burning himself. So yeah. maybe part of that's the offensive line. I don't know. I'm going to say C, C minus C slash C minus because they, they haven't done a lot to, to help Russ and they certainly aren't, they didn't close any gap that there may have been between them and the Rams. Yeah. And. I mean, look, this division's hard. I mean, you know, I know it, was, it wasn't as good. It didn't live up to expectations last year. I, I don't think. I mean, they had two playoff teams and the Ram and the Cardinals nearly got in too. But I mean, it, it's not going to be easy this year either. And if you want to make the Russell Wilson Seahawks marriage continue to work, you needed to really improve the offensive line and, 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 and make him happy. And you have to see how things play out in, in 2021. I, I don't know. This team. I don't think they'll be a five-win team, but I don't know that I think they're going to be a 12 Well, now, they could be a six-win team now that we have 17 games. Oh, Lord, we got 17 games. By the way, we talked about eight, this. eight, one. There's nothing worse. There are a lot of things worse, but this is annoying that now there's an uneven number of games. And eight and eight, there's not going to be eight and eight, but like nine and seven has a feel to it. Now it's going to be nine and eight. Oh, my God. Do you know how many times I'm going to screw Oh. I mean, we're like, we're going to be predicting records and be like, oh, they look like a nine and seven team to me. And it's, you know, now I, now you have to be like 10 and seven. Uh, we don't even know. How to, oh, I'm so annoyed by this. All right. Anyway, we got to keep moving. Um, I'm with you though. I think, uh, C plus is probably the top end where I would uh, give the Seahawks, uh, their grade. Let's take a break. When we come back, the San Francisco 49ers, could they make a splash in the draft? That won't count for their grade, but I'm sure Wilson will mention it. So the San Francisco 49ers mostly retained their own guys, including the biggest high-profile you know, free agency signing of the offseason in Trent Williams, who they gave $23 million a year to. They brought back Kyle Juszczyk and uh, Kawan Williams. They also added Samson Ibakam from the Rams, who's an underrated pass rusher in my opinion. They uh, saw Akella Witherspoon, Tevin Coleman, Kendrick Bourne, and Solomon Thomas depart through the front door. What grade would you give the 49ers, Wilson? So I think we have to include what they did last Friday, uh, at least when we're recording this podcast. Sure. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, if you want, sure. 
Absolutely. Well, they gave up a ton to move up. They gave... Well, this is technically the free agency grade. But, I mean, you're sort of hurting yourself going forward with your ability to do things not only in oh, the draft. You can include it. I don't care. Whatever. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, like, this is where you draw the line. You're steadfast on this. <laughs> this is the one. This is a bridge too far. Uh, I mean, Trent Williams is huge because whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Jimmy G or Justin Fields or Matt Jones, you have to be able to protect that person. So I, I get that. Alex Mack clearly helps in that regard. Usechek is a, a sort of underrated key to that offense. So I'll give him, I'll give him a B. I, I think B sounds about right. They, they, they lost some players. Ronald Blair I liked a lot, but he suffered with injury. Solomon Thomas never lived up to the draft, uh, top five draft type. Tevin Coleman, they have guys. Kyle Shanahan can roll you or me out there, and we could run for 800 yards, I feel like, especially in the 17-game schedule. Kendrick Bourne was sort of hit or miss in terms of the guys they lost. So I'll give him a B. I, I've liked what they've, they, they've done, especially if the plan, and that certainly looks like to be the plan, is to draft a quarterback at three and, and roll him out there sooner rather than later because I don't think Jimmy G is going to be there very long. Man, did the – I mean, you know who Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch need to write a thank you note to? Um, who? Ryan Pace. Because that Mitchell Trubisky pick let them off the hook on a disastrous 2017 draft that they, they drafted, uh, friggin' Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster in the first round. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Okay. I thought you meant that. Nobody talks about Solomon Thomas because of Trubisky. Like that's, that's entirely. I thought you meant that Ryan Pace's idiotic decision to trade up for Mr. Trubisky made it easier for the 49ers to trade up now (laughs) because people are still talking about Mr. Trubisky. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, and uh I, I like – I mean, look, I like – oh, you know, we oh God, forgot to mention, they also added Alex Mack. Duh. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned that. I mentioned yeah, that. yeah, sorry. I was uh, I was, I was was Googling the 2017 NFL draft. I, I confused 2017 and 2018 for some reason. Um, but Matt – man, I mean, the two years that, that Alex Mack has been with Kyle Shanahan, the Browns were in first place late in the season until Mack broke his leg and then they collapsed, and then they the Falcons <laughs> went to the Super Bowl. Literally collapsed. Yeah, the offense fell apart when Matt got hurt. It was wild. Uh, I mean, they had Brian Hoyer, and they were in first place in the AFC North. It was crazy. Um, and then Falcons, Matt Ryan MVP season. So I'm very bullish on the 49ers this offseason and, and what they've done. And I, I get that, um, you know, a lot might hinge on, on what they do at number three. Uh, but so wait a second though. Well, what's your grade first? And then I'll ask you to follow up. I would give them a B plus. All right. We're not far off there, but I mean, is this team? Closer or farther away from competing for the division title? I think they're closer. All things considered, which means including what every other team in that division has done. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have them as the second best team in the division right now and sort of want to have them nipping at the heels of the, the Rams. I, I think that the defense is potentially. Are they nipping at the heels of the Rams with Jimmy G or with whoever the rookie quarterback is? Cause I don't, I don't get this Jimmy G thing. Like Jimmy G is Jerry Goff. Yeah, so I, for me, what they want to do with Jimmy Garoppolo is they understand that he's got one more year on that contract. And that was probably always going to be the case regardless of whether they traded up or not. Um, they don't want to go into the season – and look, this could change. They could trade him if they get a good offer. But they don't want to go into the season – they don't want to trade him now and then, like, the rookie's not ready. Or, you know, they don't want to – you know, like, Jimmy Garoppolo's just an insurance plan. You roll him out for the first four weeks, and if he's playing well – you know, and you're four and oh, you keep rolling Jimmy Garoppolo out there. If you're one, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick, then you bench him. Right. I'm just saying that like he remember when they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo in, uh, God, what year was that? It was on Halloween. I don't remember what year it was, but it was March, uh, October 31st. It was like a million years ago. Um, 
I think it was 16 because they played a, the Jets. I think it was. I'll double check. You can anyway, when they traded for him, he sat Jimmy Garoppolo for a while. They didn't roll him out right away. And then they, then they played him in the final five games. He, and he won him. all five games. So he came in 2017. Is 17. Oh, right. sorry. Cause they played the Jags late and the Jags were actually good and they beat the Jags. Um, but the, uh, the Kyle Shanahan likes to give his quarterback some time to learn the system, especially if they're new or younger. And so I, I would anticipate that. We see them. That's the purpose of Jimmy G is to allow whoever they draft, whether it's Mac Jones, your boy, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, whoever it is. And we think it's going to be Mac Jones at this point to, to learn the system. And then you can roll him out there as needed. If Jimmy G gets hurt or Jimmy G doesn't play very well, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think having those two options, when you have the fiscal ability to the fiscal flexibility to do it, makes a lot of sense. And I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's weird that they're doing that. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. And I, I mean, it's not weird. It's weird to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick to go back to that, uh, when you benched him because you want to get oh, the Tua thing was weird. Yeah. I think it's yeah, much. It out. That's bizarre. I don't think Kyle Shanahan will do that. Well, I, think I, I don't Kyle, know. I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch saw what happened when they had this twice in the last three years saw what happened when their quarterback went down with an injury. And okay, who was, who was they, the other one? Or he just tore his ACL and then he got hurt last year and they stopped. Oh, Jimmy G twice. I thought you meant the backup got hurt. No, no, no. no. I mean, I'm saying like they realized that they need a, a better, more secure option at quarterback, but Jimmy G gives them a nice floor in case the rookie's not ready. They don't want, they just don't want to, they think they have a roster that can win a Super Bowl and they don't want to screw it up by putting their eggs all in one basket at the quarterback position. The Arizona Cardinals, speaking of 2016. They signed a 2016 All-Star team this offseason, mm-hmm. bringing in J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, traded for Rodney Hudson, brought in Malcolm Butler and Matt Prater, <laughs> lost uh, Patrick Peterson, our colleague, to the Minnesota Vikings. Also, Kenyon Drake out the door, Hassan Reddick, the former first-round pick, and Dan Arnold. Um, what grade would you give the Cardinals? I mean, if it's 2016, it's an A+. Imagine <laughs> six years ago they have J.J. Watt and A.J. Green. And Malcolm Butler coming off that Super Bowl. Eh, I don't know. I like this isn't it's not as good as what the 49ers have done. And it's sort of in line with what the, the Seahawks have done. Uh, I feel like a C sounds about right. I'd go higher than that. I think like a B minus worst case for Arizona. Maybe C plus. I'll give him a C plus because JJ Watt does have some tread left on the tires, as the saying goes. AJ Green, I I mean, maybe AJ Green has 700 receiving yards only because everyone's throwing the ball to Dre Hopkins. That'd be a nice but, little. But at this point, I, I'm not expecting much. See, I think AJ Green is going to have more juice than people expect. And, well, and the God, reason... I would hope so based on what he did last year. Well, I just think that people are looking at what happened in Cincinnati and they don't realize that he, he's like, just like, look, <laughs> I'm not breaking my like you guys won't give me a contract extension you franchise tag me this team stinks every year even the rookie the cool rookies hurt like what well, i'm not going out there and like i'm not going out there and like losing my long-term financial security over this and i think it'll be motivated by being in like a new spot you know he doesn't have a big contract um i, I think i think he comes out and falls he'll, out he'll be motivated by not having a big contract that's a new one well, i think he'll be motivated by being in a new spot and like you know he's not it's not like he's like has to live up to like a five-year 25 million right. or, that's the thing. He's the third receiver. There's no, there's no pressure. Just show up. Yeah. Just make some plays every game and, you know, be a, be a factor. They, they got some stars on this roster. I, I like, I like what they've done. I, I think, again, I think JJ Watt has a big year. So we'll, um, we'll see if, you know, if, if Watt and, you know, if this is an F, if Watt and Green are hurt in training camp, but, uh, as of right now, I'd give it a, I'd give it a B. 
All right. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I'm going to be all in on the Rams winning the division yet just because that's popular. I, I may be leaning 49ers. I wish that I like, I really like the Cardinals, 49ers and Rams this year. And I wish they were all in different divisions. Are you going to have the Seahawks last? Oh God, again, I got to do this. Maybe. Did you do that last year? Yes. And I got killed for it. Oof. But I had him in the playoffs. <laughs> what? You had, had 14? all four teams in the playoffs. That's idiotic. <laughs> it almost happened. It did not. They had two teams go to the playoffs. That's halfway there. I think, right? Uh, no, they only right. had – the Cardinals didn't go. They only had one team go to the playoffs, right? Oh, they had the uh, Seahawks in the 40 – Seahawks, Seahawks. And played each other in the playoffs. Oh, that's right. Okay. All, right. Um, all right. So there you have it. NFC West off-season grades. Make sure to check out all the divisions in the feed. Wilson and Breach covered the AFC North. And uh, also check out that scheduling podcast. Wilson, as always, a pleasure, my friend.